<clears throat> Awaken my podcasters! Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, now you know where to put that thing I said. Yeah, okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, back to JoJo's Bizarre Spoiler Cast Part 2 Podcast Tendency. I am oh, your host, no. Tris Santana, and joining me is Allie DC. <laughs> I was Allie DC? <laughs> Joined by Barakazu. I, I, I Barakar- just wish they would have killed more Nazis. Or any I Nazis. Barakazu, the ultimate life form. And Danzar Zeppeli. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. The man with the bubbles. Yeah, that that, that sound that the, effect was, was me that the conjuring soap bubbles. Yes. Yep. Well, that means with, you and Tristan are boyfriends. With my specially made gloves that Not conjure bubbles. Tristan Santana. Yes. All yep. right. I was yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. I murdered a whole bunch of Nazis. Yeah. He's he slinking into a um, into a uh, into like a, a tube somewhere or something, or into a ventilation system somewhere right now. Yep. We stand right. Santana. He's just squiggling about. <laughs> uh, so, welcome back, everybody. You're welcome, uh, listeners. So those of you who are just joining us, this is a spoiler cast. And as you should have guessed, we're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency. And we're going to be spoiling the heck out of it. And by extension, also Part 1. Mm-hmm. And Although, we did to talk be fair, about Part 1 already, so. Both of these came out in the 80s, so. If you haven't watched it by now, then it's your own damn fault. Right. Or you're us. Or you're us. Also <laughs> us, yes. For, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, yes. Uh, Ali and I are both longtime Joe Bros. Uh, and it is Dan and Barra, it is their first time going through the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, important shout out. It is the ultimate being's birthday today. Hey! Yeah. Happy birthday, Barra! Happy birthday, Barra! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Have fun syncing that up, Dan. <laughs> Happy Thank birthday! You. Oh, y'all are y'all are wonderful friends. It's, it's, it's great to cast on this on this no. day, uh, post Indian feast. Uh, I will say that uh, I realized that my father pointed something out to me that I had not thought of before, um, which is that, you know, I'm 33 this year, but next year I'll be 34, and the significance of that for me is I was born on March 4th, so I'll be 34 on 3-4. Nice! Yes. Sadly, I have to live another 380 years to make mine. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, so I have to be 516 for it to work for me. <laughs> I have to be 420? Is that how this works? Uh, I believe so. <laughs> wait, wait, Allie, were you actually born on 420? Yes, I was born on the weed day. Get it out of your system. <laughs> Hardy har har. <laughs> Blaze it, yeah! Yeah! <clears throat> uh... In the spirit of giving, this episode is also going to mark our first spoiler media slash three-headed boy, if you've been with us that long, giveaway. Yes. Yes. 
So, to one lucky winner, we will be giving away a copy of the special edition JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Blu-rays. So it is the Blu-ray collection that contains Part 1, Phantom Blood, and Part 2, Battle Tendency, to one lucky listener. Uh, Hang tight, we will bring up the necessary requirement uh, at the end of the episode. The end of the episode! episode. Ah, that felt good. Felt good to do that again. Anywho, so with that all out of the way... So, part two takes us from the 1880s all the way to the 1930s and features Jonathan's dashing grandson, Joseph. My personal favorite, Jojo. Because how can you not love Joseph? He's so fun. He's the himbo of my dreams. I hear between him and what I understand is the one in the third part, which we have not watched yet, Barra and I, are mm-hmm. the two favorites, yeah, or are the two favorite seasons, or something so like that. It gets it gets a little weird because there are there are very strong regional differences in which in which people like which parts. Um, Joseph is 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 pretty popular. Um, our next protagonist is probably the most iconic one. Got it. Um, and the protagonist of part four also has a lot of fans. Um, the vast majority of female fans really like part five. And that protagonist is my understanding. is beautiful. So, question... You said regional differences. Break me down the regional differences of who likes which of which JoJo seems to be most popular because I'm I'm curious about I'm curious about that statement. Well, I will say though, at least in regards to Golden Wind, I think Golden Wind spans across many many genders of fan because I also know a lot of guys who say Golden Wind is their favorite. Yeah, um, Five is one of the most favorite arts in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it took a very long time for it to get even a foothold here in the States. And basically it didn't have any foothold whatsoever until the anime came out. Gotcha. Um, and that's because... That's because... So for the longest time, uh, the only part of the manga that was actually published here in the States was part three. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna ask. So must, there must have been a dis- discrepancy in what manga was published. Yeah, here. and oh, yeah. the OVA also that like most people could get their hands back on in the day was the really, really bad OVA for part three. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it doesn't help that uh, there were basically no good scanlations of part the part five manga. Gotcha. Like they are, they are so bad they were so bad it became a meme (laughs) okay like many good things do yes yes and part four to an extent had the same issue Hmm. but um is there like one that's more popular in europe or one that's more popular in the u.s Mm. i'm not sure about europe um because the problem with europe is that uh licensing makes things really weird 
Uh, and, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has licensing issues out the wazoo, especially because of copyright. Um, yeah. Wait, Araki doesn't own the copyrights for all of his work? Oh, no, oh, because no. a lot of the things in JoJo's are named after musicians and oh. their music. Things get... So if we were watching the English dub, a lot of the stands starting from season three on, and even characters in seasons one and two had different names. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why ACDC is spelled E-S-I-D-I-S-I. <laughs> um, so it, that, that, that alone can complicate matters. Um, and like Whamu is like, it's not Wham, it's Whamu. Right. And then, and then you get the stand names like, uh, um, Zipperman. Yeah. Sticky Fingers. Sticky fingers. Although, I mean, I think in general, and I think we're general on the same page. This in terms of like you know copyright law and desperately needs to be reformed. But even within that context, I just I feel that the way JoJo's uses the names of different rock uh, rock singers and figures, like I feel like it's fair use. Like I feel like mm-hmm. under a reasonable fair use standard. Um, you know, like, they're using those names and they're totally transfer, uh, transforming them. Like, it's not like yeah. he's doing a thing where, like, none of the, you know, Wham! is not, the anything remotely resembling the band Wham! is involved in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah, also, like, Wham! is a sound effect, like. Yeah. Right. It's that onomatopoeia, yo. Yeah. It's like this really fine line, Barra, where they could probably try to argue fair use slash parody right but but they didn't bother i mean i don't know if they bothered to i'm sure they tried but the music industry is disgusting in its foothold on copyright no second only to the mouse the mouse is the king of destroying our copyright culture um and 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 even just the threat of the legal action or the the delay on it would would just everything up um well i mean like how much is how, how how much when we cared about our youtube channel how much of those stupid rules just like changed how we were well the content we did and how we approached it etc and like we never tried to do anything but clearly fair use stuff like we never put we never put up rips or like you know copies of anything on there everything was always transformed by our own original criticism and content and yet, still, we were just like terrified by this, by these, yeah. uh, pretty much stupid bullshit systems that could have destroyed the channel mm-hmm. when we cared about YouTube. And it's yep. it's it's the main reason too why we never put a playlist of the podcast on YouTube because I know some people like to use channels like YouTube to listen to things. It's because our music often has breaks where we play licensed stuff. Yep. And my my first thought wasn't, "Hey, the world should hear this stuff," because I want them to. My first thought was. I'll probably get slapped on the wrist if I publish this, so never mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's fucked up. It's, you know, it's a... It, yeah, it's like, you know, you want... The, the the purpose of copyright is, like, twofold. One is is that to, of course, protect artists and uh, make sure that they can profit off of their work. But the other thing is to, uh, cr- is to promote creativity and artistic output um, by protect- making those protections. And what's happened is, is that, and I speak this as, like, as an artist and a creator... As I think we all are, is that you basically created something where like copyright laws are actively 
foiling individuals making uh, uh, well, mm-hmm. making art. It's actually making it harder yeah. because so much of art and culture is borrowing and homaging and transforming things. That's just how yep. culture has worked for a long time. And yeah, and it's like, and no one wants to see anybody get screwed over. But like, really, so much of like copyright stuff at this point is um, is these large corporations just owning the culture and never letting it go. Uh, I mean, if it were up to me, I'd just be like, limit, literally limit it to individuals. Anyways, sorry, you're saying, Tristan? Because, because no, fuck you, pay me. No, fuck you, pay me. We're, we're the music industry, pay us. Um, and, and we're, not gonna, even getting... we're gonna claim copyright on a musician's own music. Yeah. Uh, like, or in... things that aren't even remotely related. Never mind the fact that there is a limited range of human audible sound meaning there's a finite number of musical combinations and even a small set of notes in the same pattern. Like, like, like how, how long has the game of name that tune in X notes been around? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Eventually we're going to hit the point where we've used combination, like every combination of tone. Um, yeah, copyright sucks, but you know what doesn't suck? JoJo's! JoJo's! Yay! I'm just, I was just thinking, like, there's probably a base of our audience that is sick of, like, turning this on and always hearing us complaining about something like this, but yeah. I think it's more disgusting that there's always an analog somewhere. Like, no matter which path we take, we end up at something horrible. Like, pretty immediately anyway sorry jojo's yes no but i mean but let's face it if you're here you're either here because you're my girlfriend <laughs> or you're Sarah, you got a, i don't you know got why you do this to yourself sam michigan <laughs> yeah. uh, or our two listeners in ypsilanti michigan exactly Vera, are and you I... telling us something about our two listeners in ypsilanti michigan that uh, i didn't know about congratulations mazel tov. no 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 uh, but, but believe don't don't even joke about that the partner would get suddenly je- jealous of these people that may or may not exist <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna sell this now. I'm gonna see if Ypsilanti, Michigan, is a real place. Oh my yes, God. it is. Clearly, <laughs> it is. Just, it's not like my it Canadian is. girlfriend who's totally real. Yeah. Ypsilanti is a city in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you think I've been referring to our listeners there yeah, as my yeah. secret polyamorous <laughs> triad with them? Tristan, did you think we were making it up? Uh, honestly, honestly, hell, a little Tristan? bit. I was, I was afraid you were doing the Prairie Home Companion bit to me this whole no, time. No, no, this is not Lake Wobegon. Yeah. Awaken podcast listeners! Oh boy. Okay, but okay. yeah, I know, but before we go back into the A, just to, to go back to, to, to just tap to, to a little bit to, to, to what Dad says, yeah, it's like, it's unfortunate because I think so much, uh, you know, and, but it's unfortunate, but I also think necessary. Like, I think if you're going to be a media critic, which I think that we, we are, you know, like, and again, we're also fans, but like, you know, we try to do things with like degree of criticism. You're also going to have to deal with like the uh, the the concerns of the day, and the concerns of the day are unfortunately uh, not particularly favor- favorable to workers or artists um, or just general decency. So uh, oftentimes things can take a bit of a turn. Yeah, yeah. shit sucks. JoJo's. Shit, yeah, shit <laughs> sucks if you don't have a million dollars. You know who does have millions of dollars? Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon <laughs> got all the EO money. Speedwagon. Are you are you referring to the former thug turned oil baron? Yes, I am. 
I'm so glad you remembered that part of his backstory. Yep. <laughs> oh, that delights me. I think the first time I ever uh, watched, uh, I guess, yeah, when I, the first time I ever watched JoJo's, I somehow missed the part where Aria Speedwagon was a hooligan that beat people up. Yeah, Ogre Street, baby. <laughs> or slash maybe I forgot. It, it was very fuzzy. Yep. And by the way, I can't take credit for that, Allie. I have the Wikipedia pulled up because <laughs> because we've been we've so just for some background, we've we watched this very slowly over time. So extremely. Uh, so I'm like go, I'm just have the plot pulled up, and that was literally how they defined him in this Wikipedia entry. Oh. Former thug turned oil baron. I mean, it's not <laughs> inaccurate. No. Not at all. It's very blunt and to the point. And that's probably remember, the least weird thing about this this season of JoJo. Remember he had that bowler hat that had blades in it? Oh, that hat was baller. That hat was that baller. baller bowler hat. I, I, I'm personally interested in getting everybody's initial reactions to this season. Uh, so, uh, Ali, you know, what's, what, what are your thoughts about this season, having seen it before and then watching it again? So I think the thing for me that I appreciate a lot about Battle Tendency is its sense of humor, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. now that we've watched it, you know, slowly as Dan put it, but like pretty much right after going through um, mm -hmm. part one. And it's really interesting just to see how much more Iraqi's sense of humor comes through because I love Jonathan Joestar, but he doesn't like, he's not very funny. He's very yeah. sweet. He's, he's, he's too pure. Funny. Yeah, he's a pure boy, pure lad, a true gentleman. Whereas, like, Joseph is this really funny, interesting polar opposite. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a thing I've come away from rewatching Battle Tendency is the sense of humor in it. Yeah, I think I think the best the the best moment to sort of like if you want to explain Joseph's personality to somebody, you show them the moment where his <laughs> uh, where his severed hand flies up and grabs cars <laughs> and cars is like what your hand Joseph did you plan all of this and Joseph goes that's right you son of a bitch I planned every moment and then in his internal monologue it's actually I didn't but it will but saying that will drive him crazy yeah <laughs> There's that a very, like, like <laughs> wonderful sort of, like, I mean, I, I'll i say it again. He's a himbo through and through. He's yeah. not a smart guy. But he's incredibly lovable. And he still has that, like, I think, in my opinion, Joestar thing, or at least from Jonathan, where he's just crazy about his grandma. He yep. loves his grandma. He threatens to kill a guy because the guy insults his grandma. Who yep. doesn't want a grandson like that? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yes, I remember that moment. That was the spaghetti scene, right? Yeah. Uh, spaghetti? Yeah. Well, no, it was the scene in, no. at the beginning. Yeah, uh, it was when they're in the restaurant and the guy is being, who's threatening his grandma is also being a racist piece of shit yes, to Smokey. Okay. Yeah. Yep. How dare you talk that way to the future mayor of New York? Uh, excuse you, uh, future... Uh, First black I, mayor of New York. I was going to say it was somewhere in Georgia. Because I think they said in the show his home state is Georgia. Nice. Uh, 
Where's my mini-series about Smokey, actually, now that I think about it? Hailing from New York. <clears throat> yeah, Fan. Uh, Stardust, yeah, in Stardust Crusaders, during the events of the story arc, a fire for a charity peace concert that Suzy Q is attending displays a picture of Smokey, now mayor of New York City. Huh. Why didn't I think it was somewhere in Georgia? Don't know. IDK. Oh, Either way. It says... Oh, no, it does... So, okay. He would later become the first African-American mayor of his hometown in the state of Georgia, and then apparently later on, by the 80s, he becomes the mayor of New York City. Hmm. Oh my god, Smokey. Mayor of Waller. two different cities. In two different states. What a goddamn legend. What a le absolute legend. <laughs> and Again, this... where's my mini-series about Smokey? Right? And in this season of JoJo's, he plays, I guess, sort of like the the character or the the, the, the more human reference point to all yeah, the Yeah, he's on. the audience mm -hmm. surrogate. He's our yeah. Watson. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. In his cute little newsboy cap. <laughs> uh, because none of the other characters are human at all. Um, uh, this season also introduces the first instance of the Joestar family secret technique. Running away! <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be? Is that going to become a recurring thing? I guess I'll have to wait and see. Oh, but... you'll 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 see. But yes, it is the Joestar family secret technique. <laughs> is away. running the fuck away. <laughs> So yeah, Dan, uh, what is it that you liked about season two? What is it I liked about season two? Yes, yeah. yes. What did you think? Of, or rather, what did you think about season two? What did you think about Engage season two? Engage the gusher. Good, go, good, good, bang ugly. What do you think about this season? I think um, I liked the plot of the first season more on paper. If you take a few paragraphs and write about it, I think I liked season one more. But I had a lot more fun with season two and it feels like to me season two is probably where jojo's really gets its identity maybe i guess we'll find out as it's, we watch more seasons but it, it's definitely the step in the right direction yeah part three our next part introduces what will be the big crux of everything afterwards yeah and it, yeah it, it, it feels like season one is just like a 
decently told story of of an anime, like a a, a show. Yeah, it's unquote. like a sort of Victorian era esque right. like vampire drama. Very, you know, fluffy in some ways, and it's wonderful. I, I think I actually really Dickens. agree with you on that point, Dan. Of like, I like the idea and the story of season one more, but you have more fun watching too because it's way more goofy. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some very, I have some thoughts on that too because I think I generally agree, but uh, but I think that there's a for me there's a very specific reason about uh, reason for that. Um, okay. what would that be, Barra? I'd like, I'd like to. Yeah, hear. let's just jump right into it. So the thing is that I will 100% agree that like you know. One has the more interesting story on paper, and I would argue, still for me, the most compelling part of JoJo's that I've seen so far is really, like, the first two, three episodes of the first of, okay. of the first season, where it's, like, you know, the Victoria story, like, basically, you know, up until JoJo's dad, dad is killed and, like, the house burns down, um... I feel like, to me, that's been the most fun I've had with it because it's been tense. Dio's a nasty bastard of a villain. Um, I like the Victor. I like the Victorian themes. I like. Uh, I like the. I, I like how the action worked at that point, and uh, like, and it, it worked. Um, I kind of got more, kind of sucked more out of one when it became when there was more action scenes that were, that were like involving Hamon and. Their fights around that, it was just like, it kind of took me out. Uh, that it, it that kind of took me out of it. Um, whereas just with two, well, you know, the plot is to me less compelling, and also, uh, you know, there's some certain unfortunate plot elements uh, with certain historical monsters that we'll get to. Uh, oh yeah, we'll get to that. I, I, <laughs> I will say that I still had more fun with it because I felt like the action and the fights had better in had. That had better, more entertaining bullshit logic that was sold better and looked better. Um, like, yeah. you know, fundamentally these are, fundamentally these are action shonen, at least at this point and like the action shonen element of this was just yeah. a lot better in two than one even though, you know my preference is for you know, the more dramatic uh, non-action stuff unless it like looks great. And again, I'm not dissing Action Shonen, and, like, believe me, like, you know, Demon Slayer is just, like, freaking nuts, and I'd watch that ten times over, over bro, ten times for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but, uh, but yeah, but in terms of, I just think that two less story, uh, less compelling story overall, um, even problematic elements aside, but they just, the, the way it melded its action with its story just worked better than at least how everything went from Hamon Powers and one on. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I, I would also say that I feel like the second season's a little too long. Not like massively too long, but a little too long. And I know it's traditional Japanese serial length, like yeah. that 26 episode <laughs> thing. So I kind of get it, but it feels a little long. And maybe the first season feels a little short. I know it is a shortened season, but I actually think it served to benefit me to watch it slowly because I wonder if it would be a lot to go through these these fight scenes back to back to back to back to back mm -hmm. and it felt like it was so ridiculous and over the top that it was just really nice every week or every couple of weeks when we'd watch a few episodes together to almost unplug your mind in a way <laughs> and just watch the insanity unfold and obviously as you know from watching it with me i thought it was hilarious the whole time so mm -hmm. um i almost wonder if it served to benefit by slowing it down and 
not watching it all in a big chunk. So. I think that can definitely help, especially because as we, I know we keep saying as we get into three, it's my one main criticism of part three is I feel like part three is too long. Mm-hmm. It could have really, really helped to shave it down. So I'm yeah. wondering if our style of watching it in slow, small chunks will serve to benefit mm-hmm. the pacing of three yeah. or if that'll make it feel more yeah. dragged out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Just, yeah. Well, and, and three, from three on, each arc also has, each part also has smaller separate episode arcs, mm-hmm. you know, where usually it will be like, like an episode, like a, like a part one and a part two of an, of like an encounter. And then the next encounter will be like a part one and a part two. And then the next encounter will be like a part one and a part two. So there are these little smaller vignettes rather than one whole that, that that form a whole whereas battle tendency is kind of just a straight go through it you know yeah. where it's like okay these are the two episodes where we're dealing with this problem is what we'll get to and also like i said guys um I, I, like i said best jojo's is about the journey now remember we are following araki over his 30 year career so we will get to see moments where he tries new things, and those things don't really work out. And we'll get to moments where it's obvious he forgot about something. Yeah. That's something uh, I really appreciate about him, though, is, like, going out on a limb and doing stuff that's weird and creative and honestly sometimes really provocative and sometimes really stupid. But yep. I think that's part of the biggest appeal, at least, to JoJo's for me is... <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot of heart put into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is very silly, it is very over the top, but it's very sincere. And yeah. I really appreciate that about it. And and you you feel like you're going on the journey with a Rocky when you're doing it in order. You mm-hmm. know? You're seeing where he starts, and you're seeing his progression and his adoption of new ideas and his, like, his weird experiments and his trying stuff out. And especially with the manga and... Uh, the anime too, because the anime, thank you, David Production, um, follows the progression of his art style over time too. Mm. Yeah, it's. I think that's honestly the most fascinating part to me is like if you look at a page from uh, Phantom Blood and compare it to any like, where I mean, even like Phantom Blood compared to Battle Tendency, and then Battle Tendency. And Stardust Crusaders have pretty much the same art style. And then you see a drastic shift in Diamond is Unbreakable. And that's sort of the, pretty much the norm for as it is right now. Yeah. And it's been really fun to watch. What's interesting to me about Araki as a total newcomer to his work is, is that he seems to have used JoJo's as a way, instead of him telling one story or coming up with one theme or continuing exploiting to basically like I think a lot of times when people are doing a long running series whether it's because it just takes them forever to get out get out cough Vera? or cough or they're just like Uh-oh. really comfortable living in that wo- wo- living in that world like you know Brian Jocks or the the guy who who did like you know uh Jack darn it I'm uh any it's problematic, but it's enjoyable. George like R. R. Martin? No, no, George, George is less problematic than the guy who wrote a spell for Chameleon. Anyway, it's like it's 
I, I, it feels it's interesting that he uses this this vehicle and this platform and this familiarity to just push himself forward into new stuff as opposed to like can either trying to finish one story or to, or explore the same story or the same world. It seems like he's always like I want to continue pushing this forward and changing this and growing. You know, <laughs> the thing that comes to mind, Barra, is mm-hmm. the Zelda series for me. Oh. Where where it's the same director usually and similar team and it's a very popular series but they often use the their super popular game series to try new things and they're not super worried about even though it's a huge series they're not super worried about pissing people off and like upsetting people like the wind waker where they changed the art style and a lot of the way that that played with the ocean and Skyward Sword, where they moved into motion controls and experimented with air travel and stamina bars and other things. And of course, Breath of the Wild, where they totally flipped the game on its head. They're not really afraid to take chances with a existing series. I know a lot of people will will see and experience. Yeah, and I, I find that fascinating. You do eventually with Zelda and stuff because you're right. It's like um, you know, Zelda is something where there is you no, know, where it's just like you know, there's all different things that happen to be a Zelda game and the lore you could try to piece it together but really it's just like you know there's some common archetypal elements and then just yeah it's Zelda. I actually think the worst thing that ever happened to Zelda was that freaking timeline but wait the, it, is that timeline real though? Like does yeah, it really matter? It real. Yeah it is. They, they, made made it real. Real. they made it real. No. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. That's, 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 a, that's a long story that we should... Yeah. I've there goes Dan whining head- about Zelda again. <laughs> yeah, we should just head back to JoJo Land. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love you, Dan. We I could talk do. to you about Zelda all day. <laughs> and yes, I did cry a little when they announced that Skyward Sword was coming to the Switch. <laughs> now and I by can a little, finally I mean a lot. actually beat it. Yeah. Like, so, fun fact, I never actually finished Skyward Sword because I couldn't. Because the motion controls kept bugging out on my Wii. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. It's my least favorite Zelda, for sure. It's, <gasps> it's, the, first, it's the first time you fight um, Garanum? What's, what's his name? Oh, Garanum? Garanum. Yeah. yeah, and you have to, you know, do the, like, do the feint. You know, I have to go around. Yeah. And every time yeah. I did that, every time I did that, the motion controls would freak out and reset me back to, like... Sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. battle is terrible. To just do yeah. one slight loop back towards Zelda before we go back, because <laughs> I'm actually very curious about this. Is I know Dan's huge Zelda fan. Uh, what is your favorite Zelda at this point? Is it Breath of the Wild or, or is it um uh, gosh the the, the the or or is it Wind Waker or is it oh what, my God. what the original? <laughs> Dan's gonna sit here and uh, recite my, a soliloquy now. My muse, my musics. <laughs> Can you pick a favorite child? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's me. Depending on when you ask me, Vera, it gra- it it's fluctuates between A Link to the Past, Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time, Majora's Mask, and Breath of the Wild. Wow. So Breath of the Wild was just, in your mind, a pretty much just like a return or like a creation of like quality of basically just like quality level that you hadn't really seen in 20 years. 
Um, or rather, would, like it, it, it's, it, it was, it, it was an on an artistic level because I don't think I never got the impression you disliked the games in between, but like all those other games that you mentioned were stuff from like the '90s or early 2000s, and then there's all this time of other Zelda stuff, um, some of which is also quite well well liked, and then there's this, and I, I kind of get that impression from people too that you're probably not alone. Yeah, um, I mean, I liked a lot of those games. I still like Skyward Sword. It's just my least favorite. Um, it's kind of like having a favorite band and having a least favorite album by that band. Same right, kind of right. I, I enjoy um, No Prayer for the Dying, even though it's the <laughs> least good, or one of the least good Iron Maiden albums. Right, it's still an Iron right. Maiden album. I'll, I'll, I'll still, uh, right. I'll, I'll still put on tracks from it. It still yeah. kicks. It's still pizza. But those are <laughs> not, oh good man, pizza. Still pizza. pizza. But those are no, those are my pizza. those are my faves. Nice. All right. What do you think about this season? Uh, Miss uh, Tristan. <laughs> so, so Battle Tennessee, and now it's my turn to gush, and gush and gush and gush. It, Battle Tennessee is probably my favorite season, straight up. Um, it it doesn't overstay its welcome like some of the others, and while it may not be the most, like, technically like perfect season, I think I think. Um, uh, Steel Ball Run probably holds that award. Um, it, it 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 appeals to me on so many different levels. You've got you've got Joseph, who's just a super lovable trickster hero. Uh, you've got the globe trotting adventure. You've got the sort of um, fictionalized history of like the world, the pre World War Two era, like you get with like Hellboy and um, like Atomic Robo and stuff like that. Um, which I'm always a fan of. You have the the sort of new take on Haman with the sort of body horror elements of the Pillar Men, and that's really what, one of the things I really like is that the Pillar Men's abilities are all like natural. They're all about body manipulation, which makes them like like they are like statuesque like pinnacles of like like anatomy you know and yet they are these yet they are actually these just body horror monsters on the inside i was gonna say tristan adding to the body horror there's almost like and i hate that this is the fallback i'm going to but it's like almost kind of eldritch in that sense Mm -hmm. like it's on a certain level completely unknowable and seeing it just like messes with your head yeah like remember um uh uh the the you know the vein tentacles (laughs) hot magma blood there's a Um, lot of gore in jojo's but i think season two takes the cake for me honestly season two takes the cake like the Um, the body horror with the pillarman is just so extreme yeah. yeah and thankfully a lot of it is directed towards nazis Yay! Yay! Um, although, yeah, although, I, 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 we'll get I'm to gonna it. T- I'm gonna pull the Jew card here and uh, yeah. <laughs> talk what? about it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Hold on. Hold on. I'll get to it. I'll get to don't, it. Don't don't rescind um, his Jew card. Come on. <laughs> no, no. I will touch on it. But I also just before we get to it, I just also want to bring up how much I love the globe trotting. Like this series starts in New York. When Straits shows up, it then goes to Mexico, 
then goes all the way to Italy, then goes up to Switzerland, then goes back to the Mediterranean, and then goes back to New York. Like, this, this series just goes all over the place. And... And that just that, like, like you have, and you have so many great little moments in each of these areas. Like you have Tequila Joseph, which is, uh, which fun fact is actually an unlockable costume in uh, Eyes of Heaven. You <laughs> did not know that. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. now I have an excuse to play Eyes of Heaven. <laughs> you can unlock Tequila Joseph. Oh. Um, Bless you. You've got. Um, you've got the me that that first like weird fight between Joseph and Caesar when they're in Italy, and he puts the pi- <laughs> he puts the pigeon into the woman's mouth and charges <laughs> it with a mon. Oh God, I forgot about the pigeon. The pigeon. <laughs> There's like a bunch of just really weird slapstick humor. I, I know I said already I love the humor, but so much of it is slapstick, which I yeah. love. Well done, slapstick. Uh, and you have, and you have this great kind of rivalry that becomes a friendship, that becomes a friendly rivalry. That becomes love. Right between 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 Caesar and Joseph, and that that we didn't and we didn't really have something like that in in Phantom Blood, you know, where you have like an actual like meeting of equals. You know, you had you had Speedwagon and Jonathan, but Speedwagon didn't have Hamon, and af- and eventually became relegated to the sidelines. Uh, you have Baron's Zeppeli and Jonathan, but but Baron Zeppeli was the the mentor. You didn't Jonathan didn't have kind of an equal that he was that was an ally. His equal was his opposite, which was Dio. And and so having Caesar is really the first real Joe Bro we get in the series. And eventually we'll have a whole ton of them. And it's gonna be great. Just a pile of boys. Just a pile of boys. Um That sounds awful out of context. <laughs> <laughs> um Some things some you now there are of course some some, you know, a few plot holes and issues here and there with part two. Um, like, why didn't we get any pillar women? At least, at least in the anime, we get to kind of see them in a flashback. But considering, considering how the internet has responded to very, very tall statuesque vampire ladies. I was going to say, the internet loves giant women. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Thank you, Resident (laughs) Evil 8. Um, Yeah, I I gotta say that did it for me. I didn't know that that was something I needed. But my god, it, it was something I, I love, needed. I love the sincerity of what you delivered that, Vera. That's amazing. See, every time well, I, you know, I see people gushing about giant women, I just think of the song from Steven Universe. So that makes me yeah. happy. Well, and I, mean, I just go, One thing I will woman. say um, is, is that, you know, when you're six foot one like myself, it's pretty rare that there is any woman who's actually bigger than you. So that whole concept is, while neat, is like a, just like not a practical. That said, I did like go on a date with a six four woman once, and that was excellent. I was like, "Wow, this is so cool." Anyone, anyone who has an issue with a, with women taller than them is a coward. Coward Stay here, coward. 
You hear that, folks? If you're between the five foot seven and five foot uh, and, and six foot plus, Tristan would like to go out with you. Please send you all <laughs> all invitations if, to the spoiler. If you cast. don't see, if you don't see the potential in dating a beautiful, tall, statuesque woman, I'm sorry. There is no hope for you. How tall do you think Lisa Lisa is actually? Is five she actually? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> do you have the wiki up? No. I don't. Dave, was do I right? Have the wiki up? No, but that was amazing. <laughs> How tall is Lisa Lisa? Uh, I, okay, so that's like actually not super tall. That that is above average height for women nowadays. Five foot, five foot nine. Five foot nine. Yeah. Okay, she tall. So, yeah. So, uh, but fun fact. The but actual, one is shorter than uh, the, uh, than uh. Well, no, we're not gonna say a person's name, but person we yeah, know would be who's a woman. Oh my god! But um, uh, but actually, so I just I just googled it. Uh, so Lisa Velez, aka the musical Lisa Lisa, was only five feet high. Uh, yeah. A lot of lot of great uh, yeah, lo- a lot of, of great lady really singers. I was gonna say Britney Spears yeah. is like four foot eleven. Yeah. Yeah. She's really tiny. Lung capacity and size and, and height do not are go to. You don't need to be very They're, tall to have like lungs of steel. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so so yes, would have liked, you know, more on pillar ladies. I think I think everyone would have appreciated that, especially these days. And then of course, the big problem with part two, the the Nazi issue. To be to be fair to part two, they are grossly incompetent. Uh, when they are first introduced, they're fucking monsters. Like Stroheim Stroheim is a fucking monster in Mexico. Like, let's not forget that. Yeah. That he is, like, a bizarre, creepy weirdo who's like, no, this guy gets to live, feed the rest of the va- to the vampires. Yeah. I mean, it almost, yeah. it almost makes whole... it worse, though, because they they sort of have, like, a positive arc, I feel. They 100% yeah. have a positive yeah, there's arc. That, there's that awkward moment where it's like, oh, thank God the, the Nazis are... Here? Um, yeah, the Nazi right? with a gun for a That's chest is right. here. Ooh. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cringe there, yeah. and uh, a Rocky posted cringe. No, exactly. It's like, and it kind of takes you out. Like it's because it, yeah, because it's basically like you know, by the end you're definitely rooting. You know, you're supposed to root for yay, the, yay, the Nazis are here, and it's even it's not even just like oh. These bastards are killing these other bastards. Like, oh, the mighty, beautiful German army is here, and then, oh darn! Now the now oops. the pillar man's killing them. Oops, uh, we yeah. done fucked up and made cars the ultimate being. Oops, it, oops, we fucked up. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. It, it's unfortunate, and like, uh, and I know no one here is arguing this, but like, I, I'll definitely say they went to like, oh, you know, Japan relative, etc. It's just like you know, and again, you know, who knows what history books people are exposed to? But on the flip side, it's just like you know does not take too much to understand you know exactly what the what the nazi party and the german army did in uh did in world war ii like responsible for untold amount of deliberate suffering yeah. genocide as it's just like you know like again i get cultural differences and the japanese are weird about that but it's also just like you know it's like americans who have like a blind spot about native american genocide like yes you might not have read about it but you should because it's fucked up what we did to Native Americans, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it's just like it's a, it's something which like I don't think you get a pass for positive Nazi representation. No. Um, yeah, 
and I'm not canceling Araki, but I do think it's it's like you know, in engaging with this media, it's just like I it, it makes it less enjoyable for me, and I think you could it could have done better. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, they also never show up again, ever, even after even after we start getting into the alternate takes on previous parts. Never show up again. It's as if he figured out maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, while we're on the subject and, you know, wading through this morass, uh, it's also important to note, so a while back, a couple years back, we had a July 4th special where we talked about the most American characters in video games. We brought up Guile from Street Fighter. Fun fact. Oh, no. Oh, no. Guile's design... Guile from Street Fighter, his design is based on Stroheim. Fuck! Yep. No! These days, we it seems canceled. almost prescient. <laughs> what? What's that? Of An ultra-American who's inspired by Nazis? It seems almost prescient nowadays. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. You know what is yeah. the... You, you know what... You know whose theme, Stroheim's theme, though, bears no resemblance to Guile's theme. It does not. Dun, 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 dun. If you want a better example, and a more positive example, of a fighting game character inspired by JoJo's, you should instead switch to the King of Fighters franchise. The King of Fighters franchise has a character named Benamaru. Benamaru is... His design is very, very much based off of... Uh, a character from part three, who we will meet, who is a Frenchman. To the point where the King of Fighters crew in the design docs actually refer to Benamaru by the JoJo name. The developers call him the JoJo character's name, is how close it is. Yes. So, King of Fighters, hey! Oh, by the Street way, Fighter 2, uh. oh, also in our things of uh, tall women, uh, women who are uh, who sing, uh, Mariah Carey though is five foot eight, so yeah. that Hell is an example yeah. of a taller woman who can certainly sing. You know, this is an interesting thing that's been coming out of the, the quote unquote coming out of the woodwork a lot. Like I, I was just talking to a friend the other day who, like, never would have expected, just came out of nowhere and was like. I want the first boss in Hades to step on me with her combat boots. What? (laughs) What? People are weird and horny on the internet? I've never heard that before. (laughs) I just, you know what? Let your freak flags fly, man. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just like, it like, was, I was like, this is, I didn't expect that, but I was like, this is great. I didn't expect it from this person. I I think that there is, uh, I mean, yeah, I think that, Maybe we are having a moment where people are more comfortable with, uh, with with sharing with sharing those types of fantasy, which is great. You know, people should be more comfortable. And I think also, let's be real here. Like you know, quarantine has made everybody just like unearthly horny. <laughs> we're, we're a little on edge. Yeah, we're and like little... and yeah, partnered, unpartnered, whatever. I just feel like not being around people has just made folks really, really unearthly horny. And yeah, <laughs> Barra, what did you think about Lisa Lisa? <laughs> you know, she didn't do it for me as much oh, as really? she did. I mean, she's fine, <laughs> but like, uh, 
But you know, I mean, she. Oh gosh, I'm trying trying to think of. Uh, but she was not like Miranda from like uh, you know, darn it, um, uh, for for Mass Effect. Ah, uh, oh, you're Miranda fan. Nice. You, you mean that genetically perfect? Yeah. Genetically perfect. Oh yeah. Nice. I'm trying to think though. It's um, or actually, I mean, this is funny because like that's totally like, the opposite thing of Miranda. But I'm like. Alex from Half-Life, that's in terms of, like, uh, fiction. Yeah. yeah, now, Vera, I was going to say, if you're a uh, if you're a Miranda fan, um, have you ever seen... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're bringing this up. It's sorry, okay. It's okay. You know what, it's not an episode of this show if we don't get really distracted by... Right? ...being mad about politics, capitalism, <laughs> or talking about beautiful people. It's true. Or somehow a combination of all three. And we haven't even done the Final Fantasy VII remake podcast yet, so. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so, question, Allie. Here's a, here, here's the important one for you. Mm-hmm. Are you a Tifa or an Eris person? Don't uh. Don't at me right now. We. Uh, I, I, I'm I not honestly, choosing between them because I love them both equally, and gonna, you can't make me choose. I was gonna say that's actually a conversation I want to save for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna veto that question on no real basis other than na 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 I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm gonna veto that on the basis of subscribe to our podcast on spoilermedia.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, and when we release that episode about Final Fantasy VII Remake, you will find out how we yep. Any. Anyhow, uh, the series I was going to bring up is, is Chuck. It it ha- stars uh, Miranda's voice actress. Ah, uh, okay. As one of the main characters. Um. And I think I think there's even like I think they even mention like Mass Effect in the series nice. in one episode. Uh, there's also an episode where he plays uh, Missile Command to um, Tom Sawyer. Right. <laughs> I actually have seen that episode. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. So. So yes. So, th- with that huge caveat, part two is still my favorite part, mainly because I just, I just fucking love Joseph. He's so fun. He is the, he's the ha. You thought you outsmarted me, but I outsmarted your outsmarting. The epitome of the, you, th- you thought you knew, but I knew that you knew. But you th- knew that I knew yeah. that you knew, but you didn't know that I knew that you knew that I knew. And I had planned for that all along. I didn't know where Death Note got its inspiration until I saw this season of JoJo's. <laughs> and then you eat a Just... potato chip! <laughs> no, then you charge the potato chip with Hamon and make them eat it! <laughs> or you eat it yourself my... and then expel the Hamon. <laughs> but... Oh. I, I like how he I like how Joseph uses wits like mm-hmm. uses brains more than brawn to win most of the battles obviously he's still very strong but you know a lot of it's about strategy obviously the strategy is ridiculous of course. but it's still fun to see that <laughs> that approach that more tactical approach to combat yeah so oh God, I keep talking about because when we get to it but the big element that's introduced in part three very much changes up sort of the dichotomy of a lot of the fights and after in from part three forward there are very few 
just straight one-on-one matches. Okay. Like, there's there are very few, like, it's you and me, and we're going to punch each other until one of us falls. Hmm. Um, there are very, very few of those. And you'll get way more into the sort of... The sort of tricky, like, we gotta figure out, like, what's this thing's deal? How do we get around it? Uh, that becomes a huge part going forward. Uh, another big part going forward is will be the return of characters from previous arcs. We got kind of a hint of that with part two. Right. With, with Speedwagon, with Straits. Um, but now that we finally have a JoJo... Who has survived his part somehow, despite riding a piece of a volcano back into the <laughs> middle of the ocean from low orbit. <laughs> <laughs> and just that moment where he shows up at his own funeral. Yes. And it's like, yeah, with my wife, Susie Q. Why are you all looking at me, at me like that? We sent you a telegram. What do you mean? You didn't get a telegram. Susie? And then she's just like, oopsie, I forgot. Oopsie. And then his mechanical hand just starts clicking. Oh no, you're getting all clicking. That's just kind of weird about this one. It just kind of ends. Like Yeah, it doesn't very abruptly. Yeah. Like it's like... You have this huge battle, and then, like, in, like, five minutes at the end of the episode, it's, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm not dead. I'm married now, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. Like, something was cut, clearly, somehow. I don't know. Well, well, as always, it was Araki's, like, okay, Cars is dead. I kind of want to keep Joseph alive this time. Because I kind of have some plans for the next part. Um, At the ending of part two is very much about wrapping up sort of other people's plot threads from parts one and two. Right? Like, we get we get what happens to Speedwagon. We get what happens to Arena. We get what happens to Lisa Lisa. Um, we get what happens to Smokey, you know? And also, uh, Allie finally, because I brought it up, noticed something for the first time in that end scene. With Arena on her deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really young Holly Joe star who's in that scene. <laughs> which means which means that Arena got to see her great grandkid. Yeah. Arena's you... last moment she gets to see that the bloodline continues and that and that life will keep going. You know, after she loses Jonathan, so heartfelt. After she thinks she loses Joseph, like it's such a nice little moment. Also, it also goes to show that uh, yes, um, there's always kind of a little fan theory before this, but uh, yeah, Joseph teaches Holly how to use Hammond breathing for a very specific, and it, the reason being. Uh, the fan theory goes, uh, so the pillar men are dead. The stone masks are destroyed. Vampires aren't a thing anymore. So why would Joseph teach Holly Hammond breathing? 
Not necessarily for combat. Joseph teaches his daughter how to use Hamon breathing because he doesn't want to outlive her. Ah. Because Hamon energy is life energy. Right. It keeps you going. It keeps right. you from, like, aging super hard. So, Joseph realizes that if, because he's, you know, you know, all Hammond up, that it's entirely possible that he could outlive his daughter. So he teaches her Hammond breathing. Which is just, which is just, like, I love that Joseph is such a, like, like, uber dad when it comes to Holly. Yeah, he he utterly adores his kid, and it makes me very happy. It makes me so happy, and and he will also never forgive the Japanese. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah. <laughs> it's man, yeah. it's you know what it is is he. I I was gonna say wait, what generation is Joseph? I think he's. He would have. Uh, he was born in the eighteen. He's too old to be. He's way too old to be a boomer. But I oh, yeah. don't think he's quite oh, young yeah. enough to be the silent generation. Although I think he's honestly, a great like... Joseph is greatest generation. Okay. He's young yeah. enough to have fought in World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Been, he, yeah, he he's greatest generation. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Anywho. Season two. Season two. Season two. Yeah. And Joseph Electric Boogaloo. And Joseph Joestar will return in the Avengers. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean the Crusaders. I mean Avenging that would be a very interesting th- that would be a very interesting crossover. <laughs> also, uh, I mean if anybody if if any two people could uh, portray the good naturedness and dummy thickness of a Joestar, it would be Chris Evans and uh, Chris Hemsworth. And also all the other Chris Hemsworth brothers. They're basically yeah. Joe Stars. They're basically Joe Stars. They're non-Japanese Joe. Actually, but wait, the Joe Stars aren't even Japanese until uh, until the until the third arc. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And yep. they're mostly like not Japanese even. For even the after that, we yeah. have we have two Japanese Joe Joe Stars in total. Well, because there's Jotaro, there's Josuke, and then Jolene is a quarter Japanese. Yep. Oh, actually, do we even know where her mom is from? I bl- I believe she's an American. Okay. Yeah. I believe she's so an like, American, and and Jolene grows up in America. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. She, I was gonna say, uh, part six takes place in Florida. So. Yep. Yeah, and. So yeah, um, but yeah, the the Joe Stars come from all over, and then there's all that weirdness with the Higashikatas in Jojolian, and the fallout from Steel Ball Run. But that's weird, and that's a long yeah. ways off. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we'll probably get there in like twenty years. At yeah. the rate we're going. <laughs> well, yeah. there hasn't even been, been a Steel Ball Run anime in the U.S., correct? No. Next is going to be my favorite part, Stone part Ocean. six, Stone Ocean. Yep. Isn't Stone Ocean the weird time travel bullshit that fucks the timeline? <laughs> we don't. Barry, you. I'm sorry, but Barry, you don't know. Just 
You um, have no idea how little that narrows it down. When I say it's my favorite part, there's a huge asterisk on the end. Yeah. And I'm definitely not bitter about it at all. It's that meme from Batman Beyond. Do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't even know. Wait, was that Sweet one like Terry was child. asking Bruce, like, who wants you dead or something? Uh, it's no, it's the um, uh, when he talks to the guy who arranged the death, the kill of his dad, and it's like, I'm the guy who's you murdered my father, and the response is, do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> um, it's it's that that's what. It's, oh. <laughs> Oh, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, it gonna be bullshit. Uh, God, I love Joe Jess. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is, is that a lot of this stuff isn't even spoilers. You know, like you could say, like, like there's a guy who can turn things into dinosaurs that could turn other things into dinosaurs too. And that's not even that's not even a spoiler because it's just like. But I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to part three. Yep. Yeah. No, to... I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the thing that I think when people think of JoJo's in the U.S., they think of part yeah, three. That's what. That's a main yeah. reason why. And so, and there's definitely been some refinement here so I'm between these two things and like a sharpening of it and I'm curious if and I've also heard it's this is the part three is a lot like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark which uh, I love that movie so if we get even like a fragment well. of that type of feel then uh, then we're, we're gonna be in a real good shape heck yeah huh I, that's actually not a comparison I've heard before with part three is Raiders like really that surprises yeah, heard, me not with part three most of the indiana jones references i've heard reference part two because it's sort of the globe trot again the globe trotting the nazis the i mean like the like the historic locations and stuff like that but part three has so much globe trotting too part three has a lot of globe trotting it's it's the central theme the pillar if you would the only thing three. that's missing is the nazis and that's totally fine oh yeah i'm 100 percent cool with that oh god yes hey kids if you see a nazi you might just want to punch him <laughs> just punch him no 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 don't we don't no no don't fuck the nazis don't do that you risk their be becoming more of them just just punch them god. just <laughs> just punch them um Part three is, if anything, I feel uh, closer to like a D and D campaign. Oh, amazing! You know, I I, I think you know where I'm going with that. You know, yeah. You've got, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's more like a D and D campaign. It's and a D and D Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, and they keep splitting the party. Why the fuck do you guys keep splitting the party? I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Also, also they even do the. Uh, <laughs> they even do the, oh, oh no, this person, uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil it, damn it, but, um, they even made, it even makes one of the standard D&D &D concessions okay. regarding players. Al, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Yep. I just that's all I have to say. Um, yeah, I, I always felt that part three was more of a D and D campaign. Nice. Um, also, part three. Um, part three is broken up into two very distinct halves. Um, and so we will probably break up our our episode for part three accordingly. I think I think that seems like probably the best idea, Allie. Like, yeah, no, that seems like the right call. Yeah, rather than waiting for us to get through all of it. Uh, we should do the first part and then do the Egypt arc. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Is there anything else, Tristan, that you wanted to cover on part two? I mean, I could just sit here for hours and just gush about specific moments. We should talk about Caesar's death. Okay. It's Maybe let's Caesar! talk about Caesar's death. Let's talk about our favorite moment, each of us, mm -hmm. if we can remember it, and then. Yeah, because there are a lot of great moments. Um, so, so, as we've said, said before, Iraqi is not scared to kill off main characters. At all. But Caesar's death hits hits kind of differently than a lot of the other deaths in the series. Like, taking into account all the parts. Um, Why is that? Well, again, I, I think it's I think it's A, that this is the first time we have, our, like, an actual Joe Bro who's an equal with our JoJo. He also comes so close. He gets so close. And he has his victory just snatched away at just the last moment. And that that hits a little harder, but also our main characters also don't get to see his death. Yeah. He he dies scared and not with his friends. And it's Yeah, like you said, Tristan, Iraqi is not afraid to do that. But it yeah. never feels cheap, which it I never appreciate. Feels cheap. It never feels forced. And it's always, it's always, like, at least a little bit of a gut punch. But some of them are more gut punches than others. And I think Caesar's is, is a big, it's a big gut punch. Yeah. Um, and getting back to Eyes of Heaven, the game. Um, so, so, in Eyes of Heaven, one of the things you, you do throughout the game is you actually gather JoJo's from the different parts. Like, you are traveling between the different arcs. Um, and there's a... There's a moment where you go back to Battle Tendency. And you have old Joseph in your party. And old Joseph sees his younger self in Caesar. And it's just, it's just like, oh. Oh, this hurts. Oh, and they have their argument, and old Joseph goes up to, to young Joseph in this situation and goes, Listen, you fucking idiot. You are going to go after him. And you are going to apologize right now. Because the last... Th because you don't want the last thing you say to him to be an argument. Yeah, that's, that's the worst fucking part, is it's that it's just like, trope oh. of the last thing you said to someone you cared about and loved was something super shitty. Yeah. And you and can never take it back. 
Oh, and that that hit. It hurts. Hit. It hurts. It hurts so hard. I just. <laughs> I'm so happy that Joseph ends up with Susie Q, but I will go to my grave saying that him and Caesar were in love, and I don't care who tries to correct me. I mean, it's don't... possible that he was in love with both of them. Yeah. It's a guy love. Between two guys. Between two guys. Oh. I'm just thankful it wasn't his own mother. Oh, God. Yeah. Dang. Bullet dies. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yep. Not, not the thing you want to hear when a man sees his mom in the bath. To be fair, he didn't know she was his mom. He didn't know. And he wouldn't even have had an inkling. Because... Because of Hamon, she looks like she's in her 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Even so. worse. That's like Back to the Future trauma right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's exactly Back to the Future trauma. It's like, oh no. Oh no. Like, you genuinely think your mom is hot, and then, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. That's that's Astolfo's voice actress finding out why Astolfo is trending on Twitter. Pain. That's... That's just... Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm like, oh, God, no. Damn it, Joseph. Uh. All right, is there is there anything else that we wanted to cover? Best moment. Favorite moments. Favorite moment? And, okay. Favorite I'll moments. go first. I go I'll last. go first. All right, go, 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 go. Oh, no. The spaghetti. The spaghetti <laughs> scene with Caesar and leading up to the pigeon. It's my yep. favorite. <laughs> Also, that that moment where Caesar like weirdly jumps up and sits down and falls into the sea. Yeah. So <laughs> like, there's no reason for you to do that. I want somebody here to tell me what my favorite part was because I ooh, laughed really hard ooh, during ooh. a lot of parts, and I'm struggling ooh. to like piece together which was which. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand so high right now. Okay. <laughs> and if it's not this, I don't care because I love this part too. Is it the part where Karis turns his hand into a squirrel? Yes, that might be my favorite <laughs> part. Yeah. And you're like, and the squirrel like runs off and joins the other squirrel. And you're like, maybe oh, yeah, this will be okay. Was maybe it Bear will... again, goes... you guys, who was like, oh, look. And Tristan and I are like, no. <laughs> no. No, it's bad. And then it goes... It goes straight up, killer rabbit Monty Python. Just yeah, that was a good. That was a good moment. The plain God, moment. I don't was think good. I've heard you laugh that hard before, Dan. That was delightful. Yeah. I think if I had to pick so far a favorite moment overall of just watching JoJo's as a whole is Barra and Dan. The times you guys have such delight at the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. It's it's such a joy being with you guys through your first viewing. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a it's such a treasure. Yeah, <laughs> Barra, what about you? So for me, I think my favorite part really was um, I think it a lot of us kind of but was the uh, the combination of stuff. I loved uh, JoJo punching the cop, like taking out the po- cop's nose with that bottle cap. Um, oh god, that was good. Fighting yeah. the vampire with the machine gun, the Tommy gun was great. Um, but I yes. think my actual number one favorite part was how Jojo defeated the first Pillar Man. I thought that that was probably the best, most cohesive fight of the season and actually the best fight of the show I've seen so far in terms of being like, okay, this is cool, 
but we're seeing exactly how this bullshit is working and it all makes sense mm-hmm. and it's awesome yeah yeah i almost like it better when you don't when it doesn't make any sense like it's just so <laughs> stupid that <laughs> like when he summons squirrels out of his hands or and here in the other corner is yeah. Zazicky yeah. <laughs> yeah so my favorite moment of part two for me it's a toss up uh, between between the Tommy gun because that was the moment I was like oh he's gonna be fun this is gonna be a fun protagonist <laughs> just <laughs> It's like, okay, sure. Yeah, we can have this thing. Just pulls out the topic. I just... Burp. Um, <laughs> or when Joseph boops Santana's nose. Yeah. Happy, unipy, unipy, good Oh, wait, no, that's a... See, again, I can't... Okay, I lied. The spaghetti part's my second favorite. Happy, unipy, unipy, good is my favorite part. <laughs> I laugh every time. <laughs> yes, let me taunt this ancient, like, Greek god here. Mm, the demon, it be tempted. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, oh. awesome. All right. Well, thanks How about for you, watching. Vera? With uh, didn't he just? Oh right, he did. I'm sorry, yeah. I got distracted by happy Europe, Europe, Ganesh. All right. So now that we've talked about our favorite moments. It's time to talk about our giveaway. Before we wrap things up. Awaken giveaway! So, the way this will work. So, this... So, this contest is going to be open to all of our listeners in the contiguous United States. You know, lower 48. (laughs) Because, goddamn, I ain't paying for international shipping on this DVD box set. Um, so what we're going to ask is for you all to tell us what part, what JoJo's part is your favorite and why without spoilers. Oh. We're getting tricky on it. We'll have, we'll ask you to please send it to us via email. Dan, what email address should they send their responses to? Actually, they don't have to. Um, if you go to spoilermedia.net slash JoJo's, you can, um, there will be a form that you can submit right there. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Excellent. Sam Please also man. put in. He's our dude. Put in, uh, the name you would like to be known by or called out at, first name, preferably. Uh, you will be disqualified if you put in anything that we can't say on TV in there. Uh, and we will also make sure to read out the winning entry on our next JoJo's spoiler cast. And, and to be clear, by we, we can't say, we don't mean that we have a hard time pronouncing, we mean obscenity. Um, if you have a Correct. weird name, you can win. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. don't we worry. We will if do you... our best. We can't guarantee we will pronounce it correctly, but we will do our darndest. But a phonetic spelling would probably guarantee that we will. Yes. And so like I said, and then... Once we pick that out, uh, we will respond to you via email and, you know, get the address to, to which to ship your new DVD special edition Blu-ray. 
All right. Very cool. Yay. Thanks for putting Very that together, cool. Tristan. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. I cannot wait to read these entries. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> it's going to be a blast and a half. So make it a good one, guys. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really curious to hear from our our listeners uh, on this. Also, because... also only one entry per person. <laughs> Unless you're our two listeners from Yipsilanti, Michigan, <laughs> in which case you can each put in one. I mean, also That's okay. well, I mean, also Sam Ross, if you want to fill flood the box and uh, do, <laughs> you are most welcome to. No, no flooding. No flooding. This ain't the Bible. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you for hosting again. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Tristan. Clap, 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 clap. Yep. Um, we also didn't take a break, which is unfortunate because I have two mu- musical choices for this episode. Yeah. Uh, I usually fake breaks anyway, so we're good. Yeah. Okay. Um. He's a phony, a phony, a big fat phony. <laughs> so, our last, the last thing I want to end off on. Is there any Wham song that better encapsulates the feel of Part Two than Young Guns? Go for it. Mm. I don't think there is. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Right? It even, <laughs> it even has the "Meet My Fiance" part. <laughs> right? Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm sure it'll show up either earlier or right now. But I'm going to suggest right now. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Night, folks. Adios. Hey, sucker. around town a while so I greeted you with an annoying smile when I saw that girl upon your arm I knew she won your heart with a fake tall charm I said soul boy let's hit the town I said hey boy what's with the frown but in return all you could say was hi dodge meet my fiance